morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thanks for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 107. I'm going to make this very short because this episode is so damn late, and I apologize for that. I just got very busy in life and didn't have a lot of time to devote to this uh, editing process. Uh, So here we are, a holiday episode in March. But hey, you know, they say keep Christmas with you all through the year. I believe that's a Sesame Street song. And uh, I'm going to live by that message. So here we go. For the next five issues, we will be dealing with the game Troubleshooters, as game mastered by our own Zofor. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. I know we enjoyed it. So let's get to the character intros are given in the course of the session. So we're not going to worry about that. But we've got Zofor, as I said, as the game master. And his players consist of yours truly, Blind Geek, Dirk, and Manissa. So without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 107. Is that you, Santa Claus? Troubleshooters Session 1 with our own Zofor as Game Master. Do we want to do character intros or just do it as we go? Or how do you want to... I turn I was the hoping, floor over to you. I was hoping to do character intros as we go. Okay. If that's okay. Works for me. Okay. The year is 1964. The place is Paris. Um, I need to ask a question. I apologize. <laughs> that was such a good start. Um, it was. Do you have a name of your troubleshooting group? I don't know if we ever. Uh, I don't think we ever came that. up with one. Okay. Uh, well, the gap we don't. No, I don't know. Okay. The year is 1964. The location is Paris, and it is just a little bit before Christmas. And you and your team of troubleshooters are gathering together to see each other and celebrate your camaraderie for Christmas before you go your separate ways to do whatever you have planned. You have decided to meet at the Bazaar de l'Hôtel de Ville, which is a huge department store in the middle of downtown Paris. Um, it's, it's a very high-class establishment that has a very fine cafeteria dining area that you are meeting to celebrate with each other and who is most likely to be last to arrive chameleon and there's a reason for that because everybody knew that he was going to be the last one to pick a present for his comrades because that's just unfortunately that one of his little quirks is that he's a little on the less than casual side we picked a department store so i wouldn't have to worry about finding a place to get the presents, I could just get there and pick something up and head straight to the meeting. Okay. So you arrive at the store, you go into the entrance, and it's beautifully decked out in Christmas. There's lights, there's wreaths, there's a huge tree that greets you right as you come in. And on the other side, they have an animatronic Santa that kids can sit on the lap, and he says, you know, ho, ho, ho. Have you been a good boy or girl? What would you like for Christmas? And and they can take their pictures. And there's festive signs. People are greeting each other with cheer. Everybody's smiling. And your comrades are sitting. Where are you guys sitting? Charles and Sally. 
What does Camille see as he comes up upon your table? Uh, Charles is probably sitting there with a cup of tea. Is he dressed for the season or can you describe him a little? Uh, he usually dresses in a well-tailored three-piece suit. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. And Sally? Me, since I am absolutely celebrating the holidays, I'm definitely standing out because not only do I have a distinctive scar on my hand and face, I'm wearing these big, huge pink elf ears <laughs> with this Christmas hat on. Now, wait, this is the game. This is not real life we're talking about here. <laughs> The ears go with me wherever I go. I can't help it. And the I'm elf only ears half joking. Are, she was wearing pointed ears. I do have it. elf ears. I wear yeah. every year. Yeah. So, yes. So, anyway, sorry. I, I will stop interrupting. So, I'm picturing this semi-fancy cafeteria in a French mall of the 1960s with this formal mm-hmm. attire. I'm dressed very formally. I'm wearing a very, very nice white lace dress, but then I had the elf ears on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's quite an image still. And yes. that's what you walk up. Um, describe uh, Kelvin's entrance, please. Well, I've got the packages in hand wrapped from the stores and I come in with a dramatic flourish. Ta-da! Merry Christmas to all. And I plump the packages down in the center of the table. I spot a croissant someone left at their table, and I just sort of, like, in one fluid movement, I plop the packages down, lean over to the table, take the croissant and and the plate, and put it in front of me. We better hope that person didn't spit on it. Ah, builds the immune system. What was that Charles said? The service isn't that bad. You don't need to swipe the neighbor's food. Well, it seemed like they were going to claim it. I didn't see it should go to waste. And besides, Christmas is the time for giving, and they just gave me something. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm sure they'll be very happy about that. Long live Papa Noel. As you are eating, um, go ahead. It's not supposed to do it this way, but um, go ahead and everybody, please roll an alertness. So you're going to roll two 10-sided dice, and you're trying to get lower than your skill. Oh, I got a 2 and a 20. So 22, and your score is yeah. 15. Yeah. So you did not notice. Yeah, I, I got 2,565, so I noticed. Nice. So you're probably not sitting with your back towards the window, are you, Charles? Mm-hmm. No. But in, in your here, you kind of, um, with your, what did you get, um, Calvin? Uh, nothing worth talking about. No, I got, uh, I was too busy being proud of myself for the croissant thing. It was, I got a 59. Although I do have an ability sixth sense and it says ignore any requirements on these abilities. I'm not sure what that means, but sixth sense could be an alertness thing, which is why I'm asking. I'm not trying to be annoying. I just want to get, I just want to, seems logical. So I figured I would ask. You just want to see the child abuse. I get it. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm trying to look up six cents right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Six cents, intuition, six cents, eyes in the backyard, whatever you want to call it. You have spend one story point to drop the surprise condition, or two one to flip investigation. Okay, well, so it has I, to do with alertness, but it's more. Yeah, you'd have to spend right. story points. Okay, I'm not going to worry about it because you can. Even if I flipped it, it would be ninety five, which would be worse. So I'll just leave it alone as as my failed attempt. I, I was busy congratulating myself and enjoying my croissant and did not Mm. notice whatever. But Charles, you suddenly hear a change in the tone of the Santa automaton. Suddenly you hear him yelling, 
You have been a naughty boy. Ho, ho, ho. Followed by the smacking of flesh and the screams of a little boy. And all three of you see security cart running towards the entrance of the store. And as you turn around, you see the security guard trying to pull the boy off Sam's lap. And Sam suddenly stands up and roars, naughty or nice. And he pulls out a machine gun and starts <laughs> firing, <laughs> firing at the bows that are hung along the upper balcony. Uh, people are screaming and running, and Santa is starting a rampage through the department store. All right, note to self, got to put some sort of content warning <laughs> in the beginning of this podcast. So people... <laughs> uh, I'm only half joking. Okay. Well, it is an automaton Santa. It's not the real Santa. No, but there are still children getting smacked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a security guard comes flying smashes your table and how man are... i just added fresh brandy to that nog <laughs> <gasps> we better go stop this thing before it hurts anybody seriously man what did that child do <laughs> okay let's find out after we stop the sure. uh, machine gun <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay so just for fun we're not necessarily fighting well how do you want to do what what do you want to do? How how are you guys thinking you want to stop this Santa? You know what? Everybody roll Initi- let's roll initiative. Uh so for initiative in this game, just so that I can have an order, a sense of order as we figure this out. So initiative in this game is you roll for your alertness rating. If you roll higher than alertness, your initiative order is the ones number. If you succeed it's the 10 number plus the one number. So like, let's say you had alertness of 45 and you rolled 32, your alertness would be five. Um, it, but if you had an alertness of 15 and you rolled 32, your alertness would be two. Does that make sense? That's Or your initiative. Unnecessary complicated, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I didn't make it uh, up. Uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, saying se- you did. Uh, nine and a 70. <laughs> So you rolled 79, um, which is yes. a failure, but your um, alertness is 9, which is a high number. Uh, it was until I rolled a 28. Okay, so yours is so 10. 10. <laughs> I mean, okay, so control. Turtle? Yeah, I succeeded with the 14, so I'm at 5. So I'm succeeded, but I'm still slow, yeah. I think. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, that's weird. Um, it seems like if he rolls, okay. I mean fine. that. Okay, so actually, so um, oh, wait, does it go from highest to lowest in initiative order? Maybe low since since you're rolling low, maybe no, they figure low is faster. No, it goes from highest to low. That's what I, I in, just said. Oh, wait. You you asked if it goes from highest to lowest, and I'm saying yes. Okay, so initiative order is Calvin, Sally, Charles, and Santa, because Charles and Santa tied. Robo Santa, pardon. Okay. Uh, All right, Calvin. Uh, What did you say happened to the table? It got smashed. A security guard was thrown by Santa Automaton and landed on the table and smashed. Okay, well, it might still provide us with some sort of shielding, albeit crappy. I'm going to flip the table so that it is providing us with some semblance of protection from the bullets and you flip the table and just now we hear a pop 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 as some bolts at the table you acted just in time sweet 
Excellent. Good job. Sally, what you got? Uh, use my investigation and see if I can find a power source so we can there start. is actually, yeah, you can. Go ahead and roll your investigation. Okay. I got a 10 and a 4, and my investigation is 65. So 14. So you definitely got that. And you do see that there is an extension cord that looks like it was ripped out there it's it's plugged into the foot of the automaton but it's been ripped apart from where it came out of the wall it actually had the cord had come down the tree and ran ran and plugged into the santa automaton but clearly it has some sort of internal battery um (laughs) and with that good a roll i'm gonna say you do also see that it looks like kind of in between the shoulder blades there is an on and off switch okay so my next turn i will try to get okay people there's an on and off switch in between the shoulder blades if we can get to that we might be able to shut them off i'll try to attract its attention so that one of you can do that and i'll run out with my umbrella and i'll open it and like spin it around so that it can give me some sort of soft cover so that no, it can't see exactly where I am if it tries. Uh, it's trying to shoot me. Nice. That sounds very cool. I love it. I'm looking at the skills and I'm looking at prestidigitation unless you can suggest something you think's appropriate. Because I feel like you're trying to distract and confuse and disorient sure. or it. And I don't see a distraction. Well, there's subterfuge, but I don't know. Who oh, yeah. No, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Subterfuge. Sub- sub- yeah. What you said. Much better at that. (laughs) Yeah. No, that makes sense, too. Because you're kind of tricking, kind of, yeah. So that 29 will be well under my 75. Okay. So you've run out with your umbrella and you're spinning it and you're dazzling. And he is confused. His eyes are focused on, is it your umbrella or did you grab just an umbrella from like the umbrella rack? It doesn't matter. I grabbed whatever was convenient. It could have been mine. Okay. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm going to say you grabbed one from the umbrella rack. You, you got It actually is a purple umbrella that you grabbed, <laughs> and it is tracking that umbrella with laser precision sizer, like going in every now and then it gets off a shot, which isn't is aimed at the umbrella, not at you. And so you are not getting shot but you do have it very, you have all of its attention as security guards start directing women and children out of the building. And the Robo Santa screams, naughty, naughty, naughty. And it, <laughs> um, it is going to fire. It's going to actually shoot towards, unfortunately, because you have its attention, Charles, it's shooting. It's trying to kill the umbrella. I'm uncomfortably close to, yeah. Yes. So um, <laughs> it's going to be an attack roll, and uh, Robo Santa is going to, it's going to be opposed. Robo Santa is going to attack with its machine gun, and you are going to defend with your defense, and we are going to see what happens. Robo Santa has an attack of 55%, and he is spraying bullets, and I say he, it's an it, not a he, I apologize. And it rolls a 38, so now you're defending, but you have the cover, so you're going to get plus two pips to your defense, okay. which gives me a, a 
another possibility of a success, I guess, if I yes. roll under the pips. There. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, there's not a... oh, even if I flip it, so I don't succeed there. What, what did you roll? I rolled a 74. Okay. Okay, so the, the plus two pips, what that is, is if the one sty is between one and however much the plus is, it's an automatic success. So mm-hmm. if Dirk had rolled 72, even though he had been over, he would have still succeeded. But as it is, the bolts go raining all around you. And let me roll some dice real quick. The bolts are raining all around you. They're chipping up the wall and the plaster. And a plaster chips off and just whacks you on the side of the head. You do drop the umbrella, which the Robo Santa keeps shooting at and it's going across the floor and and Santa's trying to follow it and you do take two vitality worth of damage from the plasma. Shoot. Turn him off, please. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So now you guys have a plan and you're going to be working together to try and turn him off, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. While this is going on, oh, it's Calvin. Oh, it's, it's my turn. Uh, but will your jets there? Before we get to that, there is a thing in this system where you can do a group challenge. And what's going to be is we're going to set up a series of skill checks, and each of you is going to do a different skill check. And how you collect we do on that determine how successful you are in capturing santa okay. does that make sense so it's kind of like a dramatic task sure um okay. is that is that in this book no that's in okay saying it's like it's sort of like a dramatic task in savage yeah. worlds or a challenge in various other systems where you're trying to get so many successes or so in a certain amount of time okay yeah it's, it's like that so you're gonna need a few different skills to do this somebody's gonna have to use agility to get to santa without harming themselves or others somebody is going to need to use their alertness to track santa's movement and predict where it's going to be so that you can kind of direct the guy and then somebody is going to need to use subterfuge, I think, to, again, keep Santa's attention while it's got somebody climbing on its back to turn it off. Does oh, that make sorry. sense? I forgot how big he yeah. is. Can yeah. You, can I tell you what my ideal was? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we can adjust this plan, yes. Well, my plan was since he was sh- being distracted by the umbrella... Uh-huh. is for Calvin and May to sneak up, but I always carry a rapier or a sword with me. So I was going to use that to throw at the off button, to hit the off button. Oh, okay. Well, well we was, can do it that way. Is it a button or a switch? Either way, if you hit it right, you can, Okay. you yeah. know, yeah. <clears throat> the switch. So we do not have to do this as a group challenge. We can continue it as a fight. Uh, or, okay, so your plan is you want to throw the... So how are you going to help that plan, Calvin and Charles? My original plan was to sneak up while he was distracted by that umbrella guy. And uh, I forgot that he's big enough. I got to climb. Uh, I didn't describe him very well. So I'm not sure what I can do because my sneak is not as helpful because... If she's going to throw the sword at the switch, I don't really well, know. I, I, I don't know how high it is. I might be able to reach her without throwing it, but I'm just saying either way. Uh, well, when I said climbing on the back, I mean, it's, it's not like hugely giant, but it's large for 
okay. a human. You could. Oh, oh, maybe oh, oh. I'm going to try and blind him with my flashlight. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, yes. With my signature I, gadget flashlight, I might add. So I yeah. don't know if that gives me a bonus or. That will give you at least two pips. Yes. Okay. So you are shining the flashlight in its laser eyes. Not like pew pew laser, but. Right. Like. <laughs> um, that could be kind of cool, too. <laughs> so what skill should you use with that uh maybe press the digitation uh, or agility uh, sure agility agility makes sense okay my agility is 65 i got a 51 you got 51 okay oh and so you got a one so that's an auto success sweet anyway because you had two pips but it was also a success because you rolled under your thing so you have managed to shine your flashlight in such a way that it has overloaded the sensors and the laser eyes and it is currently blind nice. so that's going to give it a minus two pips on its action and other people a plus two on their action and okay. sally you want to throw your sword at its back well yeah while it's blinded and distracted come up behind it and use my sword for the extra reach and switch the switch off okay that sounds like a melee attack but you are going to get a plus two because of its blindness. And the swordsman will allow you to spend one story point to flip your numbers after you roll. But you've got plus two for the blindness, and it's a 45, so we're rolling the dice. I got a 35. So you got a 35, so that is a success. Describe what you do. As all this is going around, I'm quietly walking behind. I lift up my skirt from a leg sheath, pull out my sword, come up behind him, and slash with the flat of the sword against the switch, switching it to the off position. And it goes, nod, <laughs> and it stops. Charles, you are wounded. There are still some people panicking. Most of the women and children have been gotten out of the store and there are several men that are hiding and or running around or setting up and you hear the sirens of emergency vehicles on the way to the store what would you like to do do you guys have any skills that will help in examining this thing and figuring out why it went turned into a killer santa well i have investigation as do i science do I, do as I have, have a 65 in science that'd probably be useful i guess yeah. and a 65 in investigation so okay yeah this is your department yeah. i nothing i have to contribute would be so well sally perhaps you'd uh care to examine this i'll try to keep the uh the gendarme off your back for as long as i can till you can finish your investigations okay do you want me to do a roll and see what i find out do you want me to use my science or the investigation no skills well so how are you examining Santa? Are you well, to... I have forensic and archaeological equipment and dentist tools and stuff with me. So I am sitting there starting to take it apart slightly and looking at the wiring and seeing if I can see okay. anything in its programming or wiring that indicate what has happened. Okay. So you are trying to open it up and dig around inside and see if you can figure out what makes it tick and why it went berserk i'm yes. um, while she's doing that i'm yes. taking the machine gun out of its hand yeah good idea just okay why 
don't you roll for science? And okay. yeah, why don't you roll for science? I got a 52. 52 and your science is 65. 65. So you opened up and you're looking at the innards and in your mind, this does not look like a cheap automaton. It doesn't look like something that someone would just make for a seasonal Santa. Oh, what fun. It looks more heavy duty, like somebody would be using for... In- more like an Android programming or something. Yeah, more for something. industrial or security work than for just children's entertainment you're occupied studying that. That's just the equipment that's made out of. The fundamental yeah, the- design flaw is very easy to spot off switch. <laughs> yes. And Charles, the gendarmes arrive and they come in. Okay, we can take over from here. Thank you so much. You were very brave. Now, please go outside with the citizenry and we have this under control. Where were you when it went berserk? Um, I'm... And a uh, representative of the the British Embassy here. Um, There may be some international implications here. This may have been some sort of attempted uh, international terrorist attack. Um, I think I'll need to talk with you and Lise on this. We need to round up some witnesses and, you know, trying to keep them from disturbing the investigation of the robot that she is doing. And if I can find the boy who was getting spanked. He is outside the store, but he is still staring in the window. Ah, yes. I need to speak to this young man. He was uh, an eyewitness to this incident. Well, we do have investigators who can do that. And we have scientists perfectly capable of examining this young lady. Please you don't know what you're tampering with. Please step away from the robot. Do you, know what, you, do you know what it is? Is that why you don't want me looking at it? We have professionals who will find out what it is. It is Certainly. a danger to the citizenry. I am Professor Sally Sackett. Who do you have that's more professional than me? We have our top military scientists. We have I know that. Army base. Thank you. I'm sorry. Um, all- Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even know the thing had an off switch. I don't know if we trust your, quote, professional scientists. Let's see. How many story points would it cost to use my good reputation here to uh, be able to talk the gendarme into cooperating with us? Let me look at good reputation. Well, then you can possibly fathom. (laughs) Uh, It says, one, have someone introduce you with some kind words in a social situation. It's been two, to have someone's good words give you a modification on plus two pips in a social situation. Uh, Okay, so... You get some out of trouble, but we're not really in trouble. If we keep mouthing off to them, we might be. (laughs) That's why I'm trying to talk to them so that you guys don't get to talk to them. (laughs) Yes, and as you guys are talking, I'm trying to study as much of the robot as I can before they stop me. I love it. She called it a robot. That's awesome. So <laughs> we are in the 60s. <laughs> yes. Okay. So for that, I think for two story points, you would get a modification of two pips for a maybe I, char roll. Because maybe you I do have your paperwork. I, I are uh, you know, one of the higher ranking officers here. Maybe I've met him before in some capacity. You've helped him out in the past in a off the book sort of way. Let's say it's a colonel who's coming up, uh, you know, he comes up to the sergeant. What's the situation here? Oh, Charles, it's good to see you again. Good to see you. 
good to see that they've gotten the smartest people uh, involved in this. Uh, come with me. Wait, this boy over here was a key eyewitness. Let's, we should uh, talk to him first before uh, his memories on this fade and trying to direct them over there. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's do a charm roll. You do get the plus two. So plus two doesn't add to it. Just gives right. you the Tips. ring. Yeah. So I succeeded either way because it was oh, nice. uh, twenty in my under my sixty-five. So okay. yes, all the wit. Yes, we definitely need witnesses. And you go to the boy who you do notice as you go to interrogate the boy that he is wearing a purple shirt. Calvin, you were securing the machine pistol were you doing machine gun part were you doing anything else were you just standing holding it or holding it in a non-threatening manner i don't want to be perceived like i'm waving it around in these people's faces as i'm making snide comments at their expense so yeah holding it barrel down I'm going to try to... No, I'm not. I don't have a decent shoot skill. I was <laughs> going to try to... How did he get the machine gun in the first place? I, I was going to try to make off with the machine gun because it's a nice weapon, but I wouldn't be the one to use it. I've got 15 in shooting. Honestly, I just wanted to get it away from the robot so that if he got turned on again, he wouldn't have access to his machine gun. It, well, they are professional emergency service. And actually, I will offer it to them. Here is his okay. machine gun that I took off of him. Okay. Thank you, citizen. You have been of great service to France today. And then he turns and hands it to one of the other uh, workers and says, get this to the lab. We, we are it. the troubleshooters. That's what, Why don't we even come up with a team there? Why don't you just call ourselves the troubleshooters? We are the troubleshooters. That's what we do. <laughs> Oh, thank you, troubleshooters. Um, your, your service to France will not go unnoticed this day. Thank God. And, and he shakes your hand. Can you give me an investigation roll spell? I got a 21. 21. And your investigation is... 65. 65. So, it's um, a blackjack, so that should mean something. <laughs> <laughs> so you do notice that on the rump of the Santa... There is a little stamp uh, maker's mark, and it has the initial. It's it's <laughs> no, it, it's the initials E M E M period M period. Um, that looks clearly stamped in as though someone were marking their work, and you do notice. Like I said, there is a plug that is hanging off. It shoes it was severed, so. It does have a ba- its own battery, but it was also plugged in, so it, it had could use both power sources, which is, I believe, not as common in the 1960s. No, it is not. Dual power and a logo that says EM. Yes. Uh, and are you relaying this so we all know it? Yes. Okay. Uh, do we have any nemeses or anything that we might be alerted to as a result of EM? You don't recall any specific mission anybody you've crossed that has those initials okay um, darn i was hoping for the i say that's emil mcintosh otherwise known as dr robot uh, well um <laughs> i'm kidding engineering can... maniacs i don't know well, that's possible well you guys are pondering the significance of em let's go back to charles who is interrogating witnesses and trying to prod painful memories out of a little boy. Who's traumatized by being spanked by Santa. Yes. 
because he was naughty. Yes, I'm sure he wasn't traumatized by Santa blowing people away with his machine gun. <laughs> oh, that too. Miraculously, nobody, well, one person got hurt. And that oh, was Charles. Was just Charles. He'll pull through. He's good at that sort of thing. He does have a stiff upper lip. Um, do you have any specific questions of the little? I know you're mostly distracting so they can investigate, but did you have anything you wanted to ask the little boy? Or did you have anybody else you wanted to talk to? Are you muted? Are you thinking muted or did you fall asleep? All of the above. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fair. <Awesome. laughs> Well, he was there when this thing went crazy. So he may be able to provide, you know, what happened. Maybe he can recall something that'll yeah, help us maybe figure out somebody, what triggered it. Maybe um, something Santa did or somebody who was acting weird just beforehand or something. Yeah. I I was just I was just sitting on Santa's lap. I've been a very good boy this year and I'm gonna get a train for Christmas because I really wanted train and i was asking santa for a train and then and then there was this this weird the, there was just this flash of bright light that that flashed uh, in, in my and santa's faces and then suddenly santa said i was naughty and i'm not naughty i've been a good no. boy oh you're you're very good very very brave uh that obviously it's a problem with this uh mechanical santa that malfunctioned but santa is santa dead uh, oh, that, that's uh, one of uh, Santa's helper robots. Uh, some... Santa has robots? <laughs> the, elves, the elves are very... Obviously, this was a faulty manufacturing. They have to send it back to the North Pole to get it looked at. I want a robot for Christmas. Now, Mom, I want a robot. I want so a where, robot where, for wait, Christmas. Wait, wait, wait. This light you saw, where did, you, where did, you, where did it come from? It was... It, it came through the window. What kind of like sit bathroom window? Like, like over over there and kind of looking at what where it could have come from. Um yeah, it was coming out. it came it came through um like over there through it, it was it was it just came through the window from, from over there and he points it uh toward one of the buildings across the street. He doesn't even point at the building, he just points across the street from a window towards the entrance. He said, yeah, the, the light, I, I just suddenly it was a light and I didn't see it. Well, it wasn't a normal light, but I didn't see where it, it just came from that direction. Uh, white light or you have any color? It was kind of blue, mostly white, but a little blue, very light blue. Mm-hmm. What is the building across the way? It's a bank. Okay. Well, thank you. Maybe there's, there's uh, we'll look, have uh, Santa's elves look into that. Maybe there's something Faulty in their manufacturing of the helper robots. Why does Santa need elves if he's got robots? Robots don't get tired and elves do. Well, as you see, robots aren't 100% reliable. Oh. And the elves have smaller, more nimble fingers for working on the toys. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So then why does Santa need robots? Well, they're to carry the big, heavy loads. Get out of here, kid. You asked too many questions. <laughs> Mommy, he was mean to me. <laughs> why would you talk to my child that way? I didn't even, think I, was, I didn't even think I was in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think either one of you. You know, I you. have my elf ears on. I have very good hair. Yeah, I don't think either one of us was in the scene. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I was. Anyway. <laughs> so I guess we'll meet up after you guys have done your investigations and I've okay. done my discussions and share information here. Yes. Okay. And while you're sharing information, the military show up. 
in jeeps and trucks and they come in and start taking the robot santa away while you guys are discussing your findings head over to that bank see if anybody there saw anything unusual yeah and see if there's any clues left behind mm-hmm. yeah, maybe em stands for extra money kind of doubt it but you never know the colonel comes up and shakes your hand thank you so much you've been a great service to france this could have been a much worse tragedy you have the thanks of the government and we will be holding a ceremony in your honor where can we reach you to send the invitations the hotel that we're staying at i guess oh you're saying there oh no 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 please we will get you to and he names the rich equivalent he he names a a nicer hotel let France cover your stay at this hotel, please. Oh, it's the least we can do. Most gracious of you. Please, uh, uh, if you make any discoveries on who could be behind this foul deed, please uh, keep us informed. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, who hired, who commissioned the robot in the first place for the store? I do not work for the store, sir. I am a colonel in the gendarmes, and I do not have that information, but it will be part of our investigation and we will share anything appropriate with the, oh, the diplomatic building. What the hell? Embassy. The embassy. With the embassy, <laughs> embassy in case of international terrorism. And thank you again for your service. You, you have been a huge help, but your job is done now, and we will take over the investigation. Thank you so much. And he kind of is ushering you out as he's saying that. All right, well, if our job is done here, it's going to be an awfully short... Uh... No. All right. So just in case you find something, let me introduce myself. I'm Professor Sally Sackett. Perhaps you've heard of me. Here is my card. Please get in touch with me for any reason. Uh, Thank you, ma'am. But um, I am coming on to you, Colonel. (laughs) I I am married, but I will get in touch with you if if I have needs of scientific. um, That's all I meant, sir. And we will make arrangements to have your luggage moved to the new hotel so all you have to do it'll your room should be ready in a couple of hours so if you can fill your time until then and we will make arrangements to have all your luggage and belong moved from the hotel you were staying at to the much nicer one that the government is providing for you all right well thank you thank you let's go across the street and check it out folks it looks like we have a couple of hours to spend investigating yes this we know. <laughs> okay. So you go across the street and you're checking out the bank across the street. Who is checking what? Well, before we get to that, I have a setting question. Oh, yes. We're just friends who like to investigate things. We don't work for a spy organization or anything like that. I do, but that doesn't mean you do. Right. Mm-hmm. My point is, do we have reason given the setting, and the answer may be no, this is not rhetorical. Do we have reason, given the setting, to be a little suspicious of the fact that they are putting us in this hotel? Yeah, Yeah, railroad us into a hotel, and are they potentially bugging the room? Because while you're going to the bank, I could go to the hotel and use my security skills to try to see if there's anything, and don't worry, I'm totally discreet, to see if there's anything worth... Well, the thing is, they're not going to let us in the rooms for a couple of hours. I don't need to be let in... I can In the meantime, they'll probably be back at our hotel searching our luggage. <laughs> um, so it sounds like um, whether you have reason to or not, you're suspicious of the French government. 
You well, I don't know are, if I have reason. That's why I'm asking the GM. I don't know in, no. in the, as far as the setting goes. As far as the setting goes, you guys are a team of troubled. You are like an A team or a leverage or a group of loosely connected troubleshooters. You have your own lives. Okay. Um, Charles does have government connections, but well, of course he's in charge mean, after all. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean all of you do. But also, he's retired, so he doesn't necessarily have... Basically, the government does not necessarily hold any of you in any esteem, positive or negative, at this juncture that you're aware of. So there's no reason to trust and there's no reason to distrust just your instinct. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Does it answer the question? Um, Enough as... Yes. Okay. I mean... I'm not sure it changes anything, but it does answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) I might just be naturally suspicious as a cat burglar. It could be. I mean, and I mean, they were trying to keep your hands off the robot and they were trying to rush you out. That could be because they're trying to hide something. It could be because of concerns for the safety of the citizens, especially because they just don't want a bunch of people who, as far as they're concerned, there's nobody's wandering around gumming up the works. Capiche? Exactly. That could also be uh there are lots of reasons some poison pill going around gumming up the works capiche if i remember my diehard correctly yes so are you going to the new hotel to check out what are you doing calvin oh also everybody take a story point because that was fun in the store and you guys went way off script Are story points uh, use them or lose them, or are they bankable between sessions? You know, I typically you start each session with the strength with they're use them or lose them unless the uh, DM decides otherwise. So I want to encourage you to use them. So I'm going to say use them or okay for now. All right, and I got a lot of story points to use between now and then. So yeah, <laughs> we'll go to oh, the, uh, there's a cap of twelve. Yes. Okay, I've only got six in my cap right now. I got to get a bigger hat. Yeah, what the heck? I'll go to the hotel and just sort of scope things out. I'm not going to try to interfere with them setting up the room specifically. I'm just going to scope case the joint, if you will, Um, just to get an idea of what we would be up against if we needed to sneak in or out of the hotel. Okay. See maybe what a standard room is like under the guise of, uh, well, no, you can't really see the room, so you check in. There's ways around that. There are ways. Okay, so you're going to bid your partners a brief adieu. Yes. And head out, leaving them to their own devices. Yes. I think okay. they handle the bank. So I will let you go off on your own for now. And Charles and Sally, what are you doing at the bank? Which was open today, but at the sounds of gunfire across the street, the doors were locked and currently you cannot get inside. Oh, look around the building, see if we see any suspicious footprints or signs of somebody who's been smoking or something standing in one spot for a while anything out of the ordinary that sounds like an investigation check yep 31 31 out of 65 so so you do see signs of not necessarily one person staying in the same spot for a long time but the same track of shoes that appears to be going back and forth like either seven people um have the same size and style of shoe or 
there was a person who kept retracing this path. Yeah. So signs of someone pacing. Yeah, definitely frequenting this area, uh, not necessarily stopping in one spot, but making sure he's there. Did you have anything you wanted to do, Charles? Interview security guards or? Yeah. If the door is locked, then he'll knock on the door or ring a bell or whatever to get the attention so I can talk to people about what they may have seen okay sure and you do knock on the door and the door is opened by a security guard who lets you i'm I'm sorry sir the bank is closed for the next hour or more until we are sure that the street is secure that is perfectly fine i'm not here to do business i am investigating the incident that happened across the street and want to know if there was anybody uh, suspicious loitering around the building here that you may have seen before uh, the incident. Okay. Will you give me a charm, please? Oh, no. That is a 100. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, so even, good news. Well, good, bad. <laughs> that is karma. So you get a story point. Because it's uh, bad karma. double zeros. Yeah, but it's bad <laughs> karma. And the security guard is like, I'm, I'm sorry, but you do not look like our local constabulary. I, would, I will need to see your badge. There have been too many of you charlatans and hucksters around this bank lately. I'm not falling for another investigator. So show me your badge. Uh-huh. I can produce my uh, diplomatic credentials that I am part of the British Embassy staff and am concerned that this was a uh, an international terrorist and they've been targeting British citizens here in Paris. Oh, thank you, sir. I respect that. Thank you for showing your badge. I'm sorry, though, but I will provide you information when you are accompanied by local law enforcement as well. This bank has clients whose privacy needs to be respected, and you may be an actual investigator this time, but you still don't have jurisdiction here. I will speak to you when you come back with an authority figure. Yeah, fair enough. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you, and, and have a good day. And then he closes the door and locks it back up. Bloody nuisance, that. The French were a little more friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you fell um, for that old wives' tale too, huh? Well, you two commiserate about your luck and discuss your investigations. Um, Oh, yes. Uh, Please, before we go next. Well, do you want to go try to investigate in the the store to find any where that Santa came from? Yeah, we can head back over there and talk to the management at the department store, the mall, and see if anybody knows anything. Maybe I can talk to my friend, the colonel, and he can get the bank guys to, to talk to me. Yeah, so I found it interesting. He said another investigator had shown up, but it was fake credentials. I found signs of somebody who had been through this area seven, eight times, same person, same size shoe, same death in the soil, who'd been up and down this path. So mm. there's been somebody hanging around. And if they said there's somebody who had fake credentials, That's it might cool. be something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Need to get them to open up to us. Yeah. Okay. So your plan is going to be going back to the store and trying to use your connections to get in and investigate the store area? Yes. And then, you know, until it's time to meet up at the hotel with our companion. Okay. 
So, Calvin. Yes. Um, you make your way to your hotel. You know what? While you are traveling, why don't you give me an alertness roll? You know, Zulfar, it's clear that you hate me. Why don't you just say it? <laughs> <laughs> i am preoccupied for a cat burglar my alertness is crap i got 68 okay well okay um so you, yeah you you make your way people are cheerful they give you holiday greetings which i return and out of the goodness of their heart somebody gives you a christmas tree oh and you start to approach the hotel what is your Plan. Well, my plan was to just sort of, like I said, to see what I could see from the outside. And then once our rooms are available, I was going to check to see if there were any bugs or anything that shouldn't be there. But at this point, I was just going to use um, to see what kind of security the hotel has and things that a cat burger would normally want to know if they're thinking of, like I said, okay. if we have to sneak in or out for whatever reason. Sir, you're casing the joint. Yes, could have just said okay. that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, go ahead and give me a security roll, please. 75 or less. We got 64. Nice. You notice that it's a five story hotel. That's obvious. You could have failed the check and noticed that. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a five-story hotel, but as you're looking at the walls and the windows and stuff, you, you notice there are only bars on the ground and second floor windows. There are no bars on the third floor and above. Ah, uh, you bastards. do. <laughs> um, uh, you do see that they have a doorman. You don't see obvious security guards, but you do see a couple of what are clearly plainclothes hotel detectives. Hey, that's to be expected. The front door has a professional but simple lock. It's something you could pick without saying. I mean, it wouldn't even. You'd, you, it'd be just like opening the door for you. It's secure enough, but I mean, for someone of your caliber, it's nothing. Okay. And there is an alarm system, obviously. Is there anything specific you're looking for? Um, not really. I wasn't expecting to figure out what EM was from the markings on the window or some weird thing like that. I was just, nope, I pretty much got what I needed. This shouldn't be too hard to get in and out of if we need to. Could you roll me an investigation roll? Yes, that is ah, same as alerts. But I don't hate you. <laughs> Good. Neither do the dice. Out of 45, I rolled a 36. Excellent. While you're watching and observing, you do see a feller dressed in a delivery person's outfit. Really overalls the symbol, courier. <laughs> And he comes up and the doorman stops him and he flashes a clipboard. The doorman lets him through. And the odd thing you notice about that was A, the delivery service uniform was purple and B, he didn't have a package? Hmm, I'm going to try tailing him. Okay, roll sneaky for me. The dice have decided to hate me, but, oh, I am spending a, how many story points does it? Take to flip two. I'm spinning them, okay. and my 91 becomes a 19. Nice. <laughs> well done. That's the way you do that. Yeah, thank you. Um, you're following the guy. You totally blend in with the crowd. The doorman doesn't even register that you were there. It's like if you were put in a lineup and, and he was he would have been like, I've never seen that man before. I, um, <laughs> you were just part of the crowd. You flowed in. You followed the guy. He didn't go to the elevators, but he did go to the stairwell, and you managed to 
home, you kept like a floor below, so you didn't really pack his attention. And on the second floor, you saw him go into a utility slash janitor's closet. Okay. Uh, and wait for him to exit. Okay. Uh, he comes back out and then goes to the elevator. Did he carry oh. anything out when he left? You know, considering the time, yes, he did. He has a box. <laughs> he has okay. a package and oh, a clipboard. A All right, I'm still following and, him. And he's going to the elevator he presses the elevator button and gets in and he pushes the floor that he's going to all right i barge into the elevator oh excuse me okay oh uh, uh, merry christmas to you sir merry I'm christmas to you i'm delivering the christmas present i am on four what floor for you sir oddly enough the same it is convenient for you and you go up to the fourth floor and he says after you okay uh i will get out and go off a little ways down the corridor like i'm heading toward a certain room okay he turns and he goes to room 415 he knocks on the door the door opens and and the man he he hands the clipboard and the person um signs for it and takes the package and the delivery guy leaves. Okay. Ah, hmm. uh, I have an electronics box in my gear. I'm wondering if it would be taking too many liberties if I said for two story points, I have, out of some of the components of that, manufactured a listening device, like a parabolic microphone or something, although something smaller would be preferable, but I'm already pushing my luck to attach to the door and see if I can hear anything going on inside. Um, I can go as high as four story points. You know what? How about this? No. Instead <laughs> of you paying me two story points to do that, yeah, I will give you two story points. And as you are about to attach the other elevator door opens, actually the service elevator door opens and out comes hotel staff with what is clearly your luggage, putting the luggage for Sally in room 416 and the luggage for you and Charles in room 417. Ah. But, but they're clearly going to see you. And if you're attaching, if you're <clears throat> messing with the door, they're going to see that. Okay. Oh, good BS line here. Uh, I got nothing. Crap. Well, uh, let's well, just see. I mean, what, you don't have see to what... mess with the door. Well, that's true. You um, could just be walking. I mean, they will see you, but you could just be a, a guest or walking down the hall. Okay. I was under the impression I was trying to fit the device onto the door or something when they saw. Well, they, um, they definitely saw you, and it's up to you if you continue to try and fit the device, which would probably be a subterfuge role, or if you just play it off nonchalant, which you just get away with. I will try subterfuge because I haven't ruled subterfuge yet. And I really want to know if I can, what the hell's in that box. And even, and even though I can't see what's going on there, I'm hoping maybe somebody will say something. Um, and of course this may be a completely red herring, but what the hell I got 45%. This could work and uh, it will. I rolled a 31. Okay. This device, this is a device that you can hear. Is this a device that, that settled that will stay on the door and you can listen in through an earphone later or is it something you have to be or is it like Ooh. a parabolic gun that you would be pointing at that you have to be next to to listen i would say because this is not my stand i'd say these are fairly primitive i mean it's more of a hobby so i would say you have to stand next to it i'm working on the headphone thing but okay. i haven't perfected it yet so you manage to casually stand and listen at the door 
And we'll leave you there okay. and zip back to Charles and Sally who are trying to get into the store. What's your plan? How are you doing this? Because you were clearly ushered off the premises 15, 20 minutes ago. The robot has been removed. You, uh, it's yes. still a crime scene. So the police are still keeping people out of the store. Well, are you any good at sneaking, Sally? Not really. But... <laughs> you, look, you look at her with her formal dress in her elderly yeah i'm wearing a white and gold lace dress and ears, and i have a slashing scar across my left cheek and my left hand i i mean i can ditch the elf ears but and i realize that's not sneaky i just found it funny <laughs> Well, I. Well, we could try using our contacts again and see if we That's... can talk to him to get him back. I would be looking to uh, try to talk to my contact to see if I can get him or he could give me one of his men to go talk to the people in the bank. And if that could be a distraction so somebody else could sneak and go through store records or something on how the Santa got there. Well, why don't we ask to talk to him? And then while you try to talk him into that, I'll, you know, I'm wearing a white lace dress and, and heels, so my feet are hurting. Can I just, can I just sit here in the office while you go check it out? This has been a lot on my nerves today. I'll go back and try to talk to uh, the colonel. Okay. Um, so you're, you're trying to talk to the colonel to yeah, get so we, the loan of you know, his you know, authority. Yeah, because we, we had there was some somebody who looked like was loitering over there. We want to talk to the security the people at the bank on yeah. who might have been loitering over there. And then okay. while they're gone, I will go through the records and see if I can find out who they got the Santa Claus from. Okay. Your colonel friend says that he, he supports your investigation. In fact, he will personally accompany you and then maybe after you interview the bank, he could take you out for a coffee somewhere more private. Excellent, excellent. Always good to catch up with a friend. And you, Sally, with Charles's connections, and, and clearly uh, you are not just coming to refresh, they will let you rest in the office and not even post a guard on you because you're a lady. Right, in a white lace dress and wearing elf ears. I mean, how, how much <laughs> trouble can I possibly be? I mean, we've had a have had problems with lunatics before, but you're probably safe. <laughs> I ju I'm just trying to get in the Christmas spirit for my family. It's so important around this time of year to do what you can for your family, you know. Sure. sure. So, uh, no, that's perfect. They buy it and you have free reign of the office. So roll another investigation roll? Uh, sure, yeah, we can do that first. You get two pips on that, so if the ones is one or two you succeed regardless. Uh, I got a 27. Okay. I'm so, good. You so you are investigating. Actually, it's pretty clear. You do have an, um, it's not hidden, but there is an unpaid invoice for one Santa Automaton from <laughs> not Eleanor Mauvin, PhD. 
there's a contract signed that you provide in Tom's um, for uh, like 500 francs, um, but it has not yet been paid. But it, it's for Eleanor Maubin, M A U B I N. Jackpot. Um, now we just have to figure out does this unpaid invoice have, say, the shipping address on it from which it was shipped? As a matter of fact, it does. It is an address in a small village outside of Paris, but uh, you could easily get to it within a couple hours. It's, it's you know, a half a day. It, it's You could get there, investigate, and get back in half not far. Cool. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to look for in the office at this point? Would there be any information on the computer, any more information about Ellen or Marvin, <clears throat> like personal on the internet? Um, wait, 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 wait. This is 1964. Yeah, oh, there yeah, isn't an internet. Um, no, well, Files. You, you do see, as you're starting to, to put stuff away, you do notice uh, you almost overlooked it, but there is a pause in the contract for the department store to provide her a workspace in the attic for the season. Ooh. And with that, let's switch over to Charles. So we'll, my friend will go over and uh, see if we can get the bank people to talk to us. Okay. So you go over with the colonel and knock on the door and the security guard starts to open the door and says, Oh, sir, I told you already. We and then he sees the colonel. And he's like, oh, colonel, and and he gives a salute. Um, how how can I help? I I did not realize you had such distinguished authority. Uh, please come in. Well, I mean, want to point out some things. And uh, would you have been on duty here and uh, possibly seeing who would. Uh, Someone loitering out front here. So when there's uh, some tracks of somebody seem to be uh, going back and forth here with great regularity. Oh no, I'm I'm sorry. I am the inside garden shift supervisor. However, young Rudolph here, he was an outside guard today. He would have seen the passersby coming and going. Rudolph, give these gentlemen your full cooperation. Yes, Rudolph. Describe anybody who you would have seen loitering about here shortly before the incident across the street. Uh, it was it was a very busy day today, sir. The crowd was flowing. There were so many people. It's hard to say, except there was one individual. I remember because I saw him so many times. With the crowd, it is just a flow of people, and sometimes you see the same dress or the same hat, but you do not see the very same person many times. You see them come in, you see them go out, you see them cross the street, and they are gone from your life. But this man, he came so many times. He was just nice. Um, he had a nice woolen suit with a purple tie and oh, decent shoes. They, they were not poor man's shoes, but they were not as fine as your shoes. So it was a compliment, nondescript. I would not have noticed him if I had not seen him so many times. No distinguishing features other than a purple tie. Um, well, the purple tie it is not very every day you see one of those. But there was, um, let me actually, there was. It looked like on the back of one of his hands, it looked like he had a, a tattoo of one. Oh, what are those? 
the 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 sea creature with all the legs. It was a um, an octopus. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. There was a tattoo of an octopus on the back of his hand. Huh. Do you know this man, sir? I'm afraid I don't think I do, though. I may know people he associates with. <laughs> he was again, just like you or me. Uh, but he was the only one who stood out. Well, other than obviously your fine personages, but. Otherwise, it was a normal day. I saw nobody else worth noting. Well, thank you for your cooperation. My government, and I'm sure the, the French government, uh, appreciates your alertness to spotting this man. And the colonel said, yes, thank you. you. You have been a help to your government. Your government is grateful to you. Thank you, son. Keep up the good work. Maybe one day you'll be a real law enforcement. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to discuss? Uh, no. Thank God. Because that's all he had. Um, <laughs> but the colonel does want to take you out to coffee privately. Yeah. He takes you to a little bistro away from all the hubbub. Just a quiet little cafe. You both get a coffee and he sits down. He leans over and he says, I could use some help like the help you provided in Monaco. Well, if you caught that uh the significance of that tattoo yes this could be a uh an important investigation indeed if uh octopus is involved yes and i'm afraid that we don't know how deep the infiltration is um i don't know that i trust all the investigators we have um we do have signs that the um robot was tampered with the machine gun was previously stored inside Santa's throne. There was a secret compartment where the machine gun that the Santa had was stored. We don't know how that got there. And I need help investigating the store and the robot. The robot is at the military base, but we do have an officer end of the year uh, appreciation party that obviously um, with your diplomatic status, uh, I can get you an invitation and a plus one. That's that's in a couple nights to investigate the robot, but I really need your help and any help you can bring to this issue because I don't trust my own people if you know what I mean. Well, we'll keep that in mind. At least my associate is probably investigating where the um, the store got the robot as we speak. Well, the store got the robot from the great scientist Eleanor Marvin. Yes. But well, she would not have provided a faulty robot. Well, we don't think she would have provided a faulty robot. Does that name ring any bells for me? Roll context. 47, so that's Okay. Um, you do recognize the name. She was what the English records classify as a mad scientist. Very she angry. is a genius at robotics, and she did work in her early career for Octopus. She was a known Octopus agent. But she did defect from Octopus and has provided information, been working against Octopus slash avoiding them, hiding out from them since she defected about five to seven years ago. Uh, well, we'll have to talk with the good doctor. Perhaps either someone is looking to discredit her or she has reverted to her more villainous ways. Let's hope it's the former. Uh, let's hope it's the former. She has been a valuable resource to our department, my friend. Well, I'm sure Octopus would like to take that 
resource away one way or another. Thank you so much for your help, my friend. All right. Well, I guess uh, we want to all meet up back at the hotel to share information. Before you meet up at the Where hotel, is- real quick, Calvin. Yes. You did hear the phone ring in the hotel room. Okay. 4.15. And uh, you hear a voice say, report my seat. Shit. <laughs> and she was not there. She was not there. And you found nothing. You nincompoop. We must find it. The experiment with the reprogramming ray was not a complete success. We did not have full control. We must find Z-Brain. And then Hail Octopus, or whatever they say. Um, <laughs> octopus over Uberall. And, and the phone call ends. And now you three can meet up, or should we end the session? I, it is after time. Yeah. And it's a good in-between investigation point. It's not an exciting cliffhanger. That's all right. They, they don't always have to be exciting cliffhangers. It is exciting. It's just not an exciting <laughs> cliffhanger. Yeah. So, uh, I'll, get this, I'll get this put up soon so that we can take any notes we want to off of it in case anybody else is like me and can't do well taking notes during a session because (laughs) I find that if I'm taking notes, I'm not paying attention to what I'm writing down and it doesn't work too well when you're in the middle of a session. Good game. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you all for your patience while I figured out the system. Uh, And thank you for participating. I mean, we put up with Eric all the time, so you're no problem. (laughs) Yeah, but Eric's a good DM. (laughs) You're good also. Assuming assuming that you are correct about me being a good GM, which is <laughs> up for grabs as far as I'm concerned. But uh, I enjoy playing with you. Um, I actually enjoy all of our DM. Yeah, you need cool. to DM, Vanessa. I agree. <laughs> I think you would be good at it. I don't know. We'll have to see. Why do you think I'd be good at it? I can't tell you because then you'd strangle me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Awesome. I'd have because- to wait to because you're a very creative person. Uh-huh. And also kind of bossy, which helped. I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Um, yeah. I have a cold um, prime rib to get to. I got a yes, dog who's to... wanting to go out. So, yes. And Dirk has a prime bed to get to, right? Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. So. Oh, cool. All right. Well, then, nice. oh, well, then we could have continued for another hour. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I have to <laughs> But that means we can play tomorrow, right? Uh, no. <laughs> I can't play tomorrow. You guys can play if you want. Okay, I understand. But Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. What mystery lies in store for our intrepid troubleshooters? Where does the Santa Bot come from? And what is its ultimate plan? You won't know unless you tune in to the next exciting chapter in Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 108. In the words of the great Mr. T from 1984's NBC promotional campaign. I said be there! And with that, <laughs> this is Blind Geek, thanking you for listening to Monkeys Took My Jetpack, and reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You gotta keep it fired up, and always 
Let it soar! 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 Soar!